Allegretta Alive is a spiritual teacher, self-love and empowerment leader, and portrait artist. In the self-love movement, there is no followers, only leaders, creators of their own joy, heroes of their own story, champions of a compassionate world. The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? Hello again, leaders of the self-love movement. Today we are speaking with a certified life and business coach, yoga and meditation teacher, speaker, author, and host of Spirited Leaders Podcast. She works with women who are ready to step up as the leaders they were born to be, to up-level their impact, income, and life. Today's guest is Rachel White, and she uses her love of personal development, business, community, and spirituality to help others also create a life of freedom where they get to be their whole self and make an impact in the world. Her conversation about expanding our intuition and self-perception begins now. I have been working as a coach for, it's been four years now. And when I initially started coaching, when I did my um, coaching certification, I was at the time working full-time as an accountant. So coaching was something that I did casually for a few years, just with a couple of clients at a time. And it was something that when I started doing my training and when I first started coaching, it didn't really make a lot of sense logically to me, but especially to a lot of people in my life. But I really just have always felt drawn towards helping other people rise, like pulling potential out of people. And when I did my coaching training, I was doing it for, I guess, the skills and to use that in my professional career and just really out of personal interest. I never really thought at the time that it would be something I would be doing full time or as a, or as the biggest part in my business. Mm -hmm. And now for the last couple of years, I've been just running my own business, doing um, a range of different things. Coaching has been a massive component of it. And my main focus is coaching women to come home to who they are, to Mm -hmm. recognize the power that is within them and to step into how they desire to feel. And the words that I use a lot are stepping into vitality, like their full, most vibrant, glowing self Mm -hmm. and freedom and stepping into freedom in terms of their choices, their time, how they structure their day, their impact, money, business, freedom in, in so many different ways of the mind, body, and our full emotional expression and spirit expression as well. So my role, what I see my role as as a coach is really just pulling pulling things out and holding space for them to go through this process and journey um, and, you know, being there to reflect things back, to celebrate, to um, to guide them, to pause and, and recognise all the power that they already have. Mm. And yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I love working with people one-on-one and I love, I just love witnessing people's journey and especially in women when they 
step up and claim their power and start living life that feels really good for them. What are some common themes that you're seeing in your clients throughout this entire time of doing women's empowerment work, like similar things that people come to you with? Yeah, there's a few common themes. One of them is around like self-sabotage because I think that like I know that most people know what they want already. Sometimes there's some fear around admitting it. Sometimes there's fear around believing that they're actually capable of having it. And then sometimes there's this self-sabotage fear that they think that every time they kind of start taking action and get close to something, something happens and they're, they're back to where they started, like this yo-yo of results. Right. And self-sabotage is really a, a mindset shift because we all have this upper limit of what we're comfortable experiencing with. And as soon as we start to approach our upper limit, our subconscious mind will do something to bring us back to our starting point. So rewiring how we view those self-sabotaging behaviours and how we rewire them to continuously up-level in a way that feels good and continuously expand our capacity to experience new things and in the direction that we want to. So that's definitely one main theme that I work through with pretty, I would say actually pretty much every single woman I've worked with, mm-hmm. we we address that in some way. And another really common theme is around people-pleasing external validation, mm-hmm. worrying what other people mm-hmm. are going to think, feeling like we need to be the caretakers of women, multitasking, doing everything. And that I have felt creates this huge disconnect from understanding our masculine and feminine energy and and how to have them both in balance while also honouring the feminine that's within us as women. Mm -hmm. A lot of women I work with very heavily lean on their masculine energy and neglect a lot of their feminine and have kind of this distorted relationship on what it actually means to be feminine or to um, have our feminine energy present. So that's a that's a big theme as well. Owning desires is another one. Really mm. just declaring what it is that we want and that our desires are designed for us and that we're meant to pursue whatever it is that we're really desiring for our life. Mm. With all of those topics that you cover in your coaching and the things that you're working on with your clients it seems like in order to back your coaching there would have had to have been a lot of that inner work for yourself do you want to talk a bit about what your initiation into your own empowerment work looked like so I live in Australia in Mildura which is this regional country town a a fair way out of Melbourne but that's kind of the closest capital city and I grew up in a really big family so I have four siblings and my pop and my auntie lived with us too so really big household always a lot going on and what that kind of led internally um, into for me is that I felt like I didn't get a lot of attention. I was kind of labelled as like a quiet child, like sensitive, and I kind of got this internal drive to get attention by achieving things. Whenever Mm -hmm. I got an award, whether it was at school or in my sporting teams, I um, 
got a lot of attention and got a lot of praise. But then as soon as that like initial rush was over, then it would be back to normal. It was like at the end of every new achievement or new outcome, it was like there'd be this rush of excitement. And then immediately afterwards, it'd be like, like, hey, I feel kind of empty and unfulfilled again. So it was always just like on to the next thing. And then because I found my worth and attention through external praise, awards and and achievements, external validation or the, the need and the want for that was a really big theme in my life through my schooling years, even into my university years and into when I started working professionally as well. Like I was almost addicted to wanting other people to to praise me, to tell me that I was doing a good job, to tell me I was on the right path. And this kind of disconnected me from my own intuition in a way and my my sense of self and my, and my sense of self-worth. So from a very young age, I was very much in my masculine and very rarely in my feminine energy of just like play, pleasure and flowing and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. In 2015, I moved to New Zealand for half a year mm-hmm. and I went from living a very, very fully scheduled life to moving to New Zealand where all I had to do was work and come home. And mm-hmm. like that was, that was my life. Where I live, it's like a 10-minute drive to get to anywhere. And where I moved to in New Zealand, it was like a 40-minute train ride to get to work. So I suddenly just had all this space and this time So I started to read a lot of books and I was always really into personal development, always into growth. And it was usually along the lines of like leadership, like, like business growth and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some reason, I, I just started to feel really drawn to these books about mindfulness, spirituality, self-love and all of those things. And I started reading books like, um, you can heal your life by Louise Hay and mm-hmm. the power of the power of now by um Eke Tolle and and all of those kind of like more spiritual self love based books. So mm-hmm. reading those books kind of really opened my eyes to just a new new perspective. I I had done trainings in like self worth and and self esteem and and confidence and all of those things. But looking at it through the lens of self-love and and self-acceptance and approval really made me kind of really look at the way I was living my life and and see that like I wasn't really loving myself because I was seeking so much external validation. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of initiation into the more spiritual aspects of life really helped me just create a a much deeper level at understanding who I am, what I'm meant to be doing and how I can be that most full version of myself. How you experience it and also how you teach it, what does connecting to your intuition look like or what are intuitive abilities for you? Before I started learning about intuition, I always just thought that it was my intelligence. I was like, oh, I'm just really smart. So I just, I just know what to do. Mm-hmm. But then I started to learn that I'm actually very like claircognient, which is like this clear knowing, because a lot of the things that I was labeling as my intelligence didn't actually make logical sense. So right. when I started to really recognize that it was actually my intuition that had been guiding me all along, then I could start to actually like intentionally tap into my intuition. What I think of intuition is like it's our 
link to source energy or Mm -hmm. the universe or God, whatever you want to label it as. Mm -hmm. When we think about our logical mind, our logical mind is limited by what we've experienced, who we are, how we grew up, what we've learned. Like, so our logical mind is just so limited Whereas our intuition is limitless. We have access to this limitless amount of wisdom that we can tap into at any time. And sometimes we have this want to just get a complete map with the big picture and everything that's going to lead us exactly to where we want to go to in life. But our intuition doesn't really work in that way. It works in telling us the next step. What is the thing we have to do right now? And often it won't make a lot of logical sense, but we can choose to trust what we're being guided towards. And the way that our intuition speaks to us can be in a number of different ways for me. It's like this clear knowing. Some Mm -hmm. people are a little bit more like clairvoyant where they have a clear seeing or clairaudient where they like hear the messages. Sometimes it's just that gut feeling. Often our intuition speaks to us viscerally through our physical body and it can look a little different for everyone. So what I do with my clients is really work on them understanding how their intuition is speaking to them and choosing to trust the message because our intuition is speaking to all of us. Like if you're listening to this, trust me, your intuition is speaking to you and Mm. it's about recognising what the message is and then choosing to trust it and to take action on it even if and especially when it doesn't really make logical sense to do that. Do you think that when we connect to our intuitive abilities and our intuition and the limitlessness of that, that automatically opens this huge doorway into empowerment for all of us and the limitlessness of our internal power. Do you feel like there's a connection with all that? Definitely. So if we're only listening to our mind, we're limiting ourselves. But if we open ourselves to an intuitive channel, we're accessing this great wisdom that gives us this great amount of internal power and the power and empowerment comes from choosing to listen to the intuition there's a lot of people giving out advice right Mm -hmm. and we can choose to listen to other people's advice or we can choose to listen to our own internal guidance system and our intuition is our like our internal compass our internal guidance so when we seek advice, guidance and information and wisdom from other people, it's like we're giving our power away. When we when we want to people please, when we seek for external validation, we're giving our power away. And when we use our own internal guidance, we're empowering ourselves to be the leader in our life essentially. And that's not to say that other people can't support us in our journey. It's more tapping into your own intuition are you seeking the support and guidance from you know your coach mentor teacher because you're being guided to do so because they have knowledge wisdom to share that's going to help you on your journey or are you giving your power away and just wanting someone to save you and tell you exactly what to do so yeah i i completely agree tapping into our intuition gives us so much power in creating the life that we want because it's only our intuition that knows the exact best thing for us to do. And it's part of it. Like it's within us. We all have access to it. What was it like for you when you were first discovering that you were claircognizant and 
that this is how your intuition is speaking or connecting to you? Yeah. So when I first started to learn about intuition and even more like receiving spiritual messages and divine guidance, I was kind of almost expecting to be just like suddenly like spiritually woke and like get (laughs) these like strong visions that feel like really real or like for it to be like this like big magical moment that is like undeniable Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. whereas what I found with myself and with every single person I've ever worked with is our intuition is a lot more subtle than that so it's not that like suddenly it's just like I just stop and think oh my god like I know this thing it's like it's this subtle message that is always there just knowing the difference between my thoughts and my knowing is really powerful and like it's a really subtle difference I think the most important element in following our intuition is choosing to trust our intuition and it's there's this saying that if we trust we don't need proof and if we have proof there's no need for trust so it's like we never get actual concrete undeniable factual logical proof it's all in the trusting that we're on the path we're meant to be and that our intuition is leading us where we're meant to go and and what's going to ultimately benefit us when it comes to spirituality and empowerment there's the listening to our intuition and then there is taking the inspired action from trusting that intuition And I find, and you probably see as well, that there's this huge gap almost that exists between the trusting the intuition and then taking the action because there needs to be like some kind of mindset shift happening. Do you want to speak to that a little bit of like the importance of shifting our mindset in creating these positive changes in our lives? Yeah, so there's a few different levels here. And the first thing is understanding how our mind actually works. We have a subconscious mind and we have a conscious mind. Our subconscious mind is made up of everything we've learned, experienced and done in this human life to date. Mm -hmm. So it has all our internal programming or the beliefs we formed when we were children, everything we've done. So that's our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of all of our thoughts, behaviors, and actions. So 95% of our thoughts, behaviors, and actions are based on what we already know, what we've experienced up to this point in time. And the role of the subconscious mind is to create automated behavior. If you think about just lifting your arm up, there are so many like brain messages, muscles that need to be engaged and things just to lift your arm up, but it's, it's automated behavior. And when you think about driving your car, a lot of it is automated behavior. Sometimes we switch into autopilot and suddenly we're somewhere new. The thoughts that we have on replay, that's all automated behavior. Mm-hmm. And so 95% of our life is actually automated, which is crazy to think about. though we have control over with our conscious mind and when it comes into mindset what's really important to be aware of is that with that five percent consciousness that we do have control over 
we can reprogram the subconscious mind and there is a process that goes into that. So we need to bring awareness to our behavior and our actions that are out of alignment with how we actually want to live and then do things to reprogram them. And that's essentially what mindset work is all about. And then we have our ego mind and our, the role of our ego mind is to keep us exactly as we are because what our ego knows with 100% certainty is that how we live our life right now is keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't feel comfortable at all times, even if we're not necessarily consciously enjoying it, even if there's suffering in some way, it knows that like we know how to cope already with whatever's happening and where we're going to survive in our physical body with what's happening right now. So our ego mind and our subconscious work together to keep us exactly as we are. If we try to make any change that is outside how we're currently living our life, our ego and our subconscious kind of work together and say, okay, switch her into autopilot and get her back to where she started because she's not safe going into that external environment where, where changes might happen. So something that I do work a lot with is um, the chakras. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with, have you seen like the image of the Kundalini serpent where it's like the rod and then the, the serpents intertwine? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so what that, what that symbol represents is that where the snakes are intertwining, there's seven points out of the seven main chakras. And then one of the serpents is Pingala, which is the masculine. And then there's Ida, which is the feminine. Mm-hmm. And they're the main energy lines within our body. While there's so many ways it applies to us at a physical level, we also have all of these energy bodies. And there's so much that is happening in our auric body, in our mental, emotional and intuitive body that filters through to us physically and that basically creates the physical life that we're living. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really cool to explore what is actually happening in our energy bodies before it arrives to us to affect us in our physical form. I love just going deep into meditations and exploring this um, realm where time and space doesn't exist. If we think about the present moment when we're in one long present moment, time and space doesn't exist. There's nowhere to travel to. So that means that there's no, no space. Mm-hmm. And being in a present moment means there's no concept of time because there's no past or future. There's only this moment. And it's in that present moment where um, no space and time exists that we can, all that exists is energy. So we can shift the energy that's in our auric field. We can shift the energy. We can enter parallel universes. We can do so much things um, that affect our energy bodies and the energy that surrounds us. And that in turn will always have an impact on the physical reality we're experiencing as well. So yeah, so I love to talk about chakras, about the masculine, the feminine, and just about like the universe I think is is the coolest thing because it is because it's limitless literally anything can happen in there and we can access that at an energy level and at a level of consciousness um like I love our physical body I love our mind but we also have this consciousness that we can access anything with as well right 
I haven't done a lot of work in, but it's something I'm really starting um, to work with this, is this idea of quantum leaping where Mm. you're essentially meeting a higher version of yourself from like a parallel reality basically and you're aligned you're you're getting messages guidance and and I guess answers from that higher version of yourself that you can then implement now and that enables us to quantum leap into that reality Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's something I'm really fascinated by and just um experimenting playing with now that I think is really cool um it's it's linked a little bit to like law of attraction manifesting but in a much faster accelerated way Mm -hmm. and I think that's the most important part that it is fun and that you just play with it because like there's no right right or wrongs Mm -hmm. there's nothing that is going to feel in like prove to your logical mind so just have fun like we're limitless beings and we're here to enjoy our human life so yeah do whatever feels good right yes Um, you want to talk just a little bit to close up about, um, what your coaching looks like, um, for anyone who's interested and then just like a little bit about your book for anyone who wants to take a look into that. Yeah. So my book is called Gentle Glow, Your Inner Glow or Your Inner Light, I basically describe as our soul and we all have this really bright light within us and sometimes it's a little hidden by clouds that we can form around our chest creating that like really heavy chest Mm -hmm. and the book every chapter in the book goes into different clouds that I have experienced that kind of hid my light um, that I think are really common as well and how I dissolved that cloud around my light and it has a lot of journal prompts, practical things to do. There's a whole chapter on intuition. There's a chapter on um, energy. There's a chapter on like connecting with your body. And yeah, there's eight different chapters describing eight different ways to dissolve darkness around your light so that you can glow to be your most vibrant self. Um, So that's the first book I wrote and published. Everything you need is already within you. And to really like trust to trust that and and to honor yourself for that, that your soul came to earth with everything it needed to live the perfect life. And it's when we resist that is when we create struggle Mm -hmm. and when we choose to trust and allow things to unfold is when we flow in life and when things start to feel really good. So we don't have to struggle to enjoy our life. It's it's actually the opposite to what we've been conditioned, that when we surrender, when we let go, when we allow, is when we feel the most magic, the most love, the most success, the most abundance, the most whatever it is that you're desiring in your life. And just um, like I said this before, but again, your desires are meant for you. If you want something, it's because you're meant to have it. And I really encourage you to step into courage, step into love and do what you're feeling guided to do because it is, it will work out amazing for you if you do that. Mm. So I offer one-on-one coaching. It's like high level one-on-one for women that really want to step into their most full, whole and complete self. I love working with women that are really desiring to make an impact in the world to up-level their life experience. Um, you can sign up to three, six or nine months. All the details, the prices and everything are on my website. 
and I have group programs that run throughout the year as well. I have a private Facebook group called Gentle Souls, a home for your inner light. Any new offers I always release in there first, so I'm always kind of doing new things. But my main focus at the moment is one-on-one coaching and um, the group programs that I'm running. To learn more about Rachel and her coaching, you can visit the links in the episode description. Thank you for listening today. You are loved so profoundly. Thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement. Remember who you really are. Love always. And I'll meet you at the next one.